Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Meredith Ketchell. We talk about smoking and other stuff because we can. I like Meredith quite a bit. She's been on the show before. You might have heard of our Ubi Estmia. That's the show I do for WGN+. Why do I have this inflection? I don't know. Anyways, You, Me, Them, Everybody will return to Chicago in May. I'm very excited about it. It's our first show in Chicago in a very, very long time. And we're returning to the Hungry Brain, a place that we've recorded more than any other place in Chicago. It was closed. Now it's reopened under new management. I'm very, very, very excited to do that show. It will be on Thursday, May 26th. So Thursday, May 26th at the Hungry Brain, you meet them everybody live. That's a weird thing to say into a microphone. Once again, glad to be doing it. And uh, there's no other, there's no caveats. I'm just glad that we're actually doing it at the Hungry Brain. The week before that, I will be in Atlanta for the Crom Comedy Festival. If you know anyone in Atlanta, please tell them I will be there. It's a very, very fun thing. The thing being the Crom Comedy Festival. I hope the show is fun. I can't promise that. It hasn't been recorded yet. That's not how time works. On Friday, May 6th, You Meet Everybody Live returns to the Wonderland Ballroom in Washington, D.C. And one final plug, I will be co-hosting a stage at the Kingman, Kingman Island Bluegrass Festival on Saturday, April 30th. Is that the whitest thing I will have ever hosted? Yes, that is the whitest thing I will ever host. Without further ado, here's Meredith Ketchell and I talking about bullshit because we can. Fucking, I don't get that craze. The I, wrestling craze? I don't get it. Really? I'm not, I, like, I've tried to understand, like, it's because it's camp and then because it's, like, a game. I, I like maybe I'm just like looking too far into it, but like when people that I know and respect, specifically our good friend Stephanie Haas, get into it, I'm just like, what? What? Are, why? What do you like? And then they can never explain it to me. Okay, so um, I t- I'm one of the people that turned Stephanie onto wrestling. Okay, please explain this to me. I don't know it a hundred percent because I tried for about six months and failed. Um, <laughs> there's a women's division that's really really good. So that's fun. Um, there's a television show called Total Divas, and I think that she watched all of it, all like eight seasons in like a weekend. So that's Whoa. pretty fun. Total Divas is the one with like the girl with the very like long red hair. Yes, that's Eva Marie. No one likes her. I see that uh, at the gym sometimes. Uh, in between Kardashians, they'll they'll have commercials for it. Exactly. So I think that's how she kind of got turned on to it. And she's we've done a show about that. And what I've learned is I should try to I should stop trying to turn people onto things that I like because you don't need to like what I like. That's not how the yeah. world works. Yeah, I uh, like your own thing. Like I have my boyfriend and he likes all the same stuff that I have. So I have him to like bounce everything off of all the rest of my friends. Totally. Like my roommate, Kyle loves basketball. He doesn't try to make me do it. And that's great. I don't try and make him go to art shows. Do you like art shows? I know Mm -hmm. you're an actual artist, but that doesn't mean you necessarily like art shows. Uh, It really depends on what I'm going to see, but I, yeah, I like, I like going and like supporting friends and old professors and stuff. Um, I've completely tried to stop taking my wife to anything comic related because it just makes her hate comics for the most part. I don't know anyone who has a significant other who isn't in comedy. I don't know how that significant other survives. Like, it's, like, I would just be, like, I'm a comic and I'm so sick of going to comedy shows. Yeah, there are a few people, though, that, like, my wife genuinely likes. Like, whenever Lisa's in town or whenever Megan Gailey's in town or Stephanie Haas, she'll want to go to those shows 
But almost everyone else, no, she'd rather be at home. Yeah, I mean, same. Um, I don't even for those shows. It's like yeah. I've seen them. How <laughs> many people have you seen in the last 12 months that are new that you were like, oh, that person's great? Um, I would say about a dozen. That's pretty good. Yeah. There's like a new crop here in Chicago that are like super weird. And we have late, late breakfast. So they, I feel like they're just like allowed to get really weird as opposed to like going to Kohl's every week and like working on this is who I slept with. It's pretty great. Yeah. The classic, this is who I slept with bit that everyone, actually, maybe that is a thing that everyone talks about. It is a thing. Yeah. It's, it's as much a thing as like Tinder or like being poor or whatever. Do you, could you think of any comic that talks about how well they're doing? Uh, I feel like Steinbrenner. Okay. Steinbrenner does. Uh, I mean, famous? Healy in a way. What's up? Healy in a way does it. She'll okay. be like, yeah, I'm just super pretty and really rich and I grew up great and I'm a prom queen. Yes, but then she'll talk about her dad's alcoholism. Yeah, which is so great. That's <laughs> my favorite thing. All right. Um, what I wanted to talk to you today is about smoking because you mentioned it in our UBS Mia and I had four cigarettes over the weekend and mm-hmm. I used to have at least four cigarettes a night and now I'm only smoking on days I have shows. Okay. Jesus. And, that's so good. Good for you. Yeah. I love that makes me love smoking, <laughs> which is like the opposite of what it's supposed to be. Cause my wife was like, I'm just done forever. And I was like, no, I still like it a very small amount. Did she um, quit turkey? What's up? Did she quit cold turkey? Kind of. She didn't really smoke that much. We were never people that smoked in the house. Um, uh, see, I am. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Because you're in your 30s now. And you smoke in the house. I know. And, like, I'll be out of the house, like, during the day. And I'll come home. And it smells. Like, you know when you walk into the smoking section of a hotel. And you're just like, oh, I don't want this to be my house. Like, I don't want this. But all my roommates smoke and my boyfriend. All so, of your roommates? What year are you living in? I know. Uh, yeah, Kyle Scanlon and Kristen Clifford and J. Michael, my boyfriend. And it's so naughty. Like, it's so indulgent and terrible and unnecessary. But, like, we have Chicago winters and none of us want to, like, step out for a cigarette when it's zero. So we smoke inside. And it just became a thing. That's crazy. Oh, it's so bad, dude. It is... Like, the number one thing I hate about myself. Like, hands down. Like, my gums are receding. I don't know if you can see that. Look at I guess up. that's what gums are receding. I've never looked at someone's gums to see if they're receding, but I guess you're right. Yeah, no, like, my one tooth where, like, the cigarette rests, like, it's like a dip. And, like, there's, like, lines on my forehead that shouldn't be there. And, like, I just, and, like, I can feel it here. Like, in my chest all the time. I hate it. When did you start smoking? Um, I had my first cigarette when I was 14. I was in France, though. I went to, I know, I went to France with my godfather. And it's, like, so romantic. Because we went to this place called Mont-Saint-Michel. And it's this, like, chateau, like, town that's on an island. So you can get there walking when low tide you know, and yeah. then the tide comes in, you're stuck there. So we were just stuck there for like four hours. And the girl that I was with, she smoked parliament lights or marble lights. And she said, do you want one? And I smoked it. And I was like, 
looking around at everyone else was smoking. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> You're a stereotype. I know. And like, I've always said like, oh, once I go back, like better I'll have my last cigarette, but like, I'm never going back. <laughs> fucking loser. I know. I, I made that up when I was like 18 and it's still like stuck with me. And have so you- I started smoking like a pack a day when I was like 18. A pack a day at 18. Mm-hmm. Are you still at a pack a day? No. Maybe, I mean, when I, like, drink, I'll probably have, like, ten. And how many days a week do you drink? Every day. <laughs> so when I drink, you could have just said, oh, I smoke about ten a day, and then not going into your alcoholism. But you're like, no, yeah. no, no, no. So what's scary to you, your alcoholism or your cigarette usage? Um, It's the way that they both fuel each other. Like, if I have a beer, I want a cigarette. And if I have a cigarette, I want a, a beer or a wine or something like that. What if that? it's not beer or wine? What's the liquor you drink that you like the least but you still like? Like the least but I still like? Yeah. Gin. I hate gin. Okay. But, but I'll still drink, drink it. Like go. I won't drink rum, but I'll drink gin. Okay. So gin, what if you have a gin and tonic? Does that make you want to smoke? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. It's all alcohol makes me want to smoke. Oh, that's so horrible. It's the worst, and it's just like it's every day. It's just like this shitty cycle that, like, if I get really drunk and I, I'll like start thinking about it, I'll get really sad and like cry to my boyfriend. I'm like, we're killing ourselves, and I've met the love of my life. And if one of us dies, I, oh, you know, like it's. What it's, about your boyfriend? How long has he been smoking? Uh he's been smoking since he was like, I think, eighteen or nineteen. I would like to point out to the listener that, like, you're an adult that was born in the 80s. Mm-hmm. This is not, like, new information. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> well, like, like, you get it, like, you get it, like, where, I mean, you love smoking, right? Um, yeah, but the difference is I always was, like, like, my grandfather died because of it, and my wife's family's got some stuff because of it, so it's, like, I, I didn't even start until I was, like, 20. Oh, you were one of those cool late bloomers. Yeah, that's it. I also didn't drink until I was, like, 19, 20. I was with a guy that, like, I only drank and smoked because, like, A, the drinking was because I was in bands and, like, I would only drink when it was free. And that's sort of why I continued to go on stage because I feel like paying for alcohol is for suckers. Totally true. And then the smoking was because a girl I like smoke. And that was it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I... I didn't start drinking until I was 21 and I didn't start drinking like heavily until I was probably like 25. Yeah. You're Uh, doing it the opposite way. I know it's, which is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. But you're Uh, not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. I'm very, very smart. You have a white collar job and you could, you could work in yoga pants all day and you could do yoga all day while you work uh and it'd be totally acceptable. Yet you choose to live your life like you're a steel worker from the 50s. I know. Why is that? Well, I'm like, asking all my, you. All my uncles smoked, and I kind of, like, glamorized it. And then all of my friends in high school, we smoked, and that was, like, the thing that we did. We would go to, like, the truck stop or the steak and shake and, like, sit and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee. And we thought we were so cool. And, like, I've made, like, it's weird. I've made a lot of friends because of it. Oh, yeah. It's the best. Yeah, because you're just standing outside and you're like, oh, what's up? Okay, you got light. Weirdly, I don't know if it's still like this, but like, I don't know, eight years ago, seven years ago, it was like the easiest way to meet other, to meet comics if you weren't yet performing. Yeah. 
That was the Eric, easiest way to make that friendship uh, exist. Even with your bartender, too. That was the easiest way to, like, become friends with someone that's going to give you free drinks. Yeah, absolutely. You bump them a couple cigarettes, you go out, you chat, you're like buds, then you get a shot, maybe. I don't know. But is that going away? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is no, that- it's just a, like, gigantic burden now. It's expensive, and it's How much are and- cigarettes in Chicago these days? Well, I roll... I know. You have an addiction? I do. Did you start in art school? Rolling? Yeah. 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 Uh, that was because, like, that was the first price hike on cigarettes. And I remember they hiked them up to, like, $10. Or, uh, like, $9 or something like that the first time. Do you know what and they're at now? They're at, like, well, like, a pack of American Spirits in Chicago is, like, 15 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, like. If I'm going like a pack of cigarettes, I'm going like a marble light and, uh, or a red if it's a real party night. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time you had a cigarette and you're like, I'm glad I did that. Oh my God. Never. Really? Never. Oh no. Yeah. Like it's, it's funny. Cause like I, I've been having this conversation with a lot of people about like unhealthy habits, like for example, eating. So there are some people who have issues with eating where if they feel really bad, then they get to reward themselves with food. But if they did really good, then they get to reward themselves with food. And I feel like I do the same thing with cigarettes and it's so unnecessary and alcohol where you're just like, it's a celebration or like, you know, Ooh, it's a bad day. I just need a drink. There's always an excuse. When, when's the last time you tried to not like drink or smoke? Um, last time I didn't drink was last week. Why? Like, but it was an intentional thought. Like, I'm not going to drink tonight. Yeah. Okay. Why did you decide not to drink that night? I mean, kind of because of this conversation, like conversations like this, where like, I just woke up in the morning feeling like shit. And you know what? I was like, I don't need this. Like, I don't need to do this tonight. But then it's like really hard for me to sleep. It's, I mean, initially when I started drinking heavily, it was because I couldn't sleep because of anxiety. And like this horrible depression that I had. So, and my roommate was gone for a summer and I just had no one to talk to. So I drank a six pack every night and could fall asleep instead of like wallowing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of became habit. And also now I'm like 20 pounds overweight. So mm, that probably has no that. correlation. Probably has no correlation at all. You're actually, are you 20 pounds overweight or are you still Chicago thin? Oh no, I'm actually 20 pounds overweight. Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I realized when I left Chicago that I was like, Chicago a little heavy, but I was East Coast obese, and I was yeah. LA fat. Oh, my God. I know. My friends from New York were out here a couple weeks ago. Jennifer Wright and Daniel Kibblesmith know them. Uh, and she, is, she is just this beautiful New York wayfish, gorgeous brunette, and I just, like, hugged her, and I could get all the way around, like, touch both elbows. I was just like, well, I hate myself. But it'll I'm be sorry. fine. It'll be fine. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. But it's, it is, I think turning 30 was like that turning point where I was like, okay, you expected to have, like in your 20s, you expected to have figured it out and quit by now. And it's like, you know, six months into 30 and it's not quite there. What is scarier though, the smoking or the drinking? Um, and I know that they go hand in hand, but like, honestly, which one do you think is hurting your body the most? I think the cigarettes. Okay. Like I, I can see the cigarettes hurting me you know what's the latest in the day you can go without smoking 
Oh, I can go until nighttime. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you could pretty much go until you're drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to have a cigarette. Okay. What about... Do you do you actually want to stop? Or are you just like, sooner or later, I need to stop? Like, do you want a bad thing to happen first? Do you know what I mean? I feel like the bad thing is happening. Like, my, the thing with my teeth, like, I feel like that has now jump-started the, like, it's not sooner or later. It is later. I understand that, but it's a difference. But you're not talking about a physical thing like a car accident or a fight. Like, if you got punched in the jaw, you'd be like, oh, I should probably stop drinking because I'm talking too much and I'm getting in fights with people at bars. Like, that's a... Right. That's a physical thing right away. What you're doing is slowly killing yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, it's going to be a lot... I think it's going to be more difficult for you to actually stop until something horrible happens, if something horrible ever does happen. I know. So, like, yeah, I... So where do I find that, like, breaking point? When do I, like, grow up or mature or, like, you know, I feel like I'm just going to have to fucking get pregnant or something, and that will have to be the end of it. And that's what it was for my mom. Getting pregnant. Getting pregnant. And then she started smoking again when I was, like, 18. 18 years old? When I was 18 years old, yeah. Wow. Well, she had gastric bypass, so she she couldn't eat anymore as, like, her addiction. She could smoke. And, like, now she's almost 70 and fucking smokes. When did she have gastric bypass? Because uh, she was super fat. No, no, when? When? Not oh, when? Sorry, I figured out the why. <laughs> uh, she got gastric bypass when I was 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she replaced one vice with another. Exactly. Do you fear and that... We're just, like, we're a very addictive family. Do you very. fear that you would replace cigarettes with something else? Um, I'd love to. I've definitely, when I've quit in the past, and the longest I went was two months. Okay. Um, uh, well, it was amazing. Like you just, yeah, it makes you quit smoking, which is crazy. But that's just as chemically bad for you. No, 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 no. Well, like great. And that's also like, I've got all that zany shit up in my brain anyways. So it kind of leveled me out. But then my, uh, insurance ran out and I was just like, oh, well, I guess I smoke. Um, I've tried to do like the suckers. I've tried to do, you know, any sort of oral fixation. I've done vapes. I have one. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Have you done anything that doesn't make you look like a fucking loser? Oh, geez. Mm, no, I think that's just my brand. So, okay. To be fair, when you smoke cigarettes, everyone looks real cool. Oh my god, but they don't. No, That's so they do. Weird. They look so cool. I'm not joking. The actual smoking part, everything before and after looks disgusting, but the actual thing looks really cool. You really think so? 100% yes. 100%. Um, okay. There have been a couple times that I would totally agree with you. One, Sex in the City, when Carrie Bradshaw smoked, I, I loved this in high school, when she would like light a cigarette, she would put the, the uh, cigarette in her teeth like this, uh-huh. and, like bite on it, and then do this, uh-huh. and I I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Like, smoking any movie is, like, so hot to me. Yeah, any black and white film with people smoking. It looks awesome. When they do it like this, they, like, use their three fingers to smoke. I love it. That being said, it's all the coughing and, <laughs> and the, the, the cancer and all that bullshit that we all know about, whatever. I think that's one of the problems with telling people not to smoke. It's like, well, just admit that it looks cool and admit that it feels good for a certain amount of time. It does feel good for a certain amount of time. Yeah. But like, I know, yeah, I, like I read uh, the, the Way by Alan Carr. Have you ever read that? No. 
Joe McAdams sent it to me when I quit uh, uh, one time. And it's this guy, and it's just a book. And he's just like, well, anytime you want a cigarette, basically what that is, is just this guy being like, oh, I want nicotine. Like, that's all it is. That's It's just some grumpy old man being like, I want it. <laughs> and like tricking you into any way of justifying it. And so sure. logically that that's happening. So when you quit for two months, what was the thing that got you back on? Uh, my roommates all smoked. And it was just like around all the time. And I was like, I'm on this Wellbutrin. So like one won't hurt because I won't feel the addiction again. And then I t- stopped taking those pills and it just went right back, which was so stupid. Like, I think here's my thing with like long-term goals like that too, is that like, I like to think about myself in a year and like patting myself on the back and being like, you did it. Like you quit smoking and it's been a year. And then every year it rolls around and I'm just like, I wish I would have done that last year. What's the, is that the biggest thing you want to happen when you're 31? Yeah, okay. definitely. Have you ever yeah. put down an actual number of cigarettes you consume per week and how to ratchet it down? No, I've never done that. Are you afraid of doing that? I don't think so, no. Okay, what about drinking? Drinking, I would be happy to. You would be happy to put down how many drinks you have per whatever and then slowly... Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that. That's the thing. I if don't I want to... be a weekend drinker, that would be so dope. Then do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like fun. starting today? Do you want to just do like a challenge and see if I can do it? Yeah, it's your life. I'm going to do whatever I want all the time because I'm a cool straight white man in America. Oh God, you are. You're so lucky. Uh, I worked for this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you worked pretty hard at pretending to be straight, so. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. You could. Okay. I will. I will. I will give you this. It is Wednesday. It's right? 420. Oh. oh it's 20. I'm sorry. I already had a cigarette today, but I will not smoke or drink until Friday. And you can check in with me and see how terrible I feel. What I think you should do your life is just set fucking parameters. If you want your life whatsoever, I don't care. The easiest thing I ever did with this stuff, not that you're asking for advice or whatever. I'm just I'm kind of though. Like you're on the other side of this. Sort of. It's just like, well, when I was bartending, like you would, I, when I started bartending and working in bars, you could still smoke in bars. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. when I started. Exactly. So the, like I ended up smoking way more than I wanted to because I already already smelled like smoke. Mm-hmm. And there's Same. something about breathing that stuff in when you're not doing it that you're like, this is disgusting. But if you're doing it, you're like, this is the best. I know. So that was like the main transition. And then it became the issue of like, well, in the winter, when you start bartending at 8 p.m., it's already dark out. So it's fine. So then it would be like, well, I'm not going to in the summer. It's pretty bright out i feel weird smoking the daylight i'm only gonna smoke when it's dark out and in chicago summers it's not dark until like 9 p.m that's true that in theory should limit that that was really helpful to me and also like i genuinely like drinking and smoking but i can't do it all the time because then i don't like doing it anymore yeah and i'm at that point too where it's just like not super fun yeah but like you go to the gym Mm -hmm. occasionally and i run and and bike and it doesn't hurt the lungs No, it hurts like hell. Oh, well then fucking stop. Just don't be a dick. (laughs) I'm liking this real talk a lot, Brandon. I really am. You have to watch some Drag Race. This is all it is. (laughs) I I genuinely believe that there's absolutely nothing wrong with smoking and drinking in moderation. 
In moderation. Yeah, that's the key word in that sentence. Because, because like, you're not enjoying it anymore. Like I said, I had four cigarettes, and I enjoyed every single one of them because it was over maybe four hours, and and I hadn't smoked previous to that in, like, 15 days because that was the last show, and before that was a month because that was the last show. Okay, so it's just just on shows. It's just on shows for me, and it's it's definitely made it a lot easier. And my wife is still like, you shouldn't be doing that. I was like, I don't fucking care because this is great because it's only this amount of time. It's a specific thing. And I'm not doing, at this point, I'm not doing shows just to smoke cigarettes. Right. See, I think that I've gone over my quota of, like, how much I should have ever drank or smoked in my life. Do you genuinely believe that there's a quota? I kind of, I feel like there's a point that my body would just get too used to it and, like, just start the whole process of, like, shutting it down or, like, getting sick or whatever. I don't disagree with you in any way, but I do believe that you could build up tolerances and then easily kill them completely. For example, like, when I have that first cigarette after a month, it really hits me. It's like I've never had one before. Mm -hmm. In a way, it's very enjoyable, but I'm not – luckily, I don't have the, like, craving to do it for the tenth time in that night. I haven't done that in a long time. Right. So I, I, do, I do believe it's the same with drinking, too. It's like if I go a week or two without drink, and then I do it without drink. Jesus Christ. Um, it's a lot more fun, in a way. Yeah, and that's what I'm, like, looking forward to. And it was the same when I quit smoking weed. Like, and I quit for four years, and I was, I would say, like, fairly, they say it's not addictive, but, like, I couldn't, I wasn't leaving the house not high. Um, oh, and I would then, have hated you. I know. I I was pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> it was just like a base level of just like, wait, what day is it? Um, you seem but, like you were happy though, like you know, a really happy pothead. Yeah, I was a really happy pothead. Oh, Very you're worst. Why? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanted to like go go to adventures. I liked going to the beach and the zoo and stuff. That's good. Go to museums. Yeah. She actually left the house more. And then it was just too much. And I think I'm at, I'm at that point where everything is just too much. And I like I haven't lived an adult life without a substance, whether it's nicotine or alcohol or weed, basically ever. And I'm I just think that would be like a really interesting journey to take for a while. Um, I agree with everything you just said, except the words you just used to say it, because you sounded like a hippie asshole. I know. Maybe it's just because I work in a co-working space called WeWork, and um, I'm surrounded by buzzwords and not people. And mm-hmm. I'm the kind. Was of, it journey that got you? It was journey. Journey, everything. Oh God, it's. Anyways, there's nothing concrete about that. The words in that sentence, but what you said is right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, fucking hate this shit. Do I feel? Do you feel like I'm lecturing you? No, I mean yes, but like also. I don't want to do that. I apologize. No, but, like, my dad does it, and it's, like, it's that addict thing where you want to run away from it, and you want to be, like, no, 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 like, it's fine, okay, I won't, I won't, Um, and then you just go and do it, like, I need real talk, because I real talk myself all the time, and it's not working. Have you real talked your boyfriend about this? Oh, my God, so many times. Have you asked him to quit? So many times, yeah. And what is his Uh, response? That he's not ready, and I understand that. Um, but what I keep saying is I'm telling you as a 30 year old that I wish my 27 year old self had quit. I like, I genuinely think the worst thing, if I could go back in time, the one thing I would change is telling myself not to smoke 
you know what? Leave Hitler. I don't care. Like, you know, that it spawns so many good movies. See, but now, I, I don't like that you went to the Hitler joke. What I think it would have been more funny, let me mansplain your life to you, is if you referenced your dead boyfriend. That would have been the one thing. I mean, that's that's normally where I go in my head, but uh, you have no idea how much that bums people out. Oh, I think I have a very clear idea of how much that bums people it. out. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's something I, I like. I can I'm comfortable joking about it, but nobody else is. Do you ever worry about that stuff impacting your substance? What do you mean? The amount of substance, like okay, because obviously that happened at a very formative time. You started smoking at 14, but you really started smoking a pack a day at what you said 18. Mm-hmm. And it was around the time that I started dating him. There you and go. then after we he died, it was like a big thing where my friends didn't really leave my house for a very long time. Yeah. And we would like sit in the gazebo at night and like write and like redo each other and just smoke all the time. And so like, yeah, it's definitely like this comfortable, cozy place in my head with well, smoking. Because I, I, it kind of reminded me of what you did last night. I, this, I don't think this part was recorded, so I just sound like a real creep, like I was eavesdropping. But didn't you, like, hang out with your friends in your backyard last night? Yeah. And I'm assuming you smoked cigarettes and drank and, you mm-hmm. know, wrote. It was really nice. Uh, I met with some with some great comedians and good, 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 good friends. And, uh, yeah, and I love that. I live for that. But that is something that I can just do on the weekends. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying don't do that at all. I'm just I'm saying I wonder if you have a, an emotional connection to smoking that you've never thought about. Or maybe you have thought about it and put it away. Or maybe I'm just a fucking asshole that has a uh, women's studies degree, and I think I fucking know everything. One of them. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely have. I wrote a lot about it when I was in college, kind of still trying to process like the death and like everything that went along with it, and like how do I create um, this like safe art for people to handle with like such intense emotions. Um, and a lot of it was like based around cigarettes and based around like community and shit like that. And yeah. Yeah, so, but, you know. You never know how easy it is um, to be a straight white man in America. It never will. It makes me so happy to, like, think that I have this gift that I keep getting to open every day, and it's just for me. What if I just soul-manned it, though, and I just, like, just, like, cut off all my hair and, like, try to be a, no, I could, like, tape everything down. No, because you'll still know you're a horrible, disgusting liar woman. And, like, this, everything, I'm motioning with my hands right now for the listener, was made for me. And it's so nice. That's super great. And you know what? As a woman, I just want to say to you. Shut up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. There you go. I needed to do that. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just want to say thanks for the rib and, like, you know, just, like, putting up with our periods and stuff. So you guys are pretty brave. You are all disgusting beasts. And um, that we made cigarettes so you would die sooner because you just disgust us so much. That makes so much sense. Um, what's your brand right now? If you had to pick, I know you roll drums, but like if you if you had uh, a white man in America money, what would you buy at the store? Um, I really like uh, Camel Reds. You can only get them in certain stores. Yeah, yeah. they're like a weird off brand that they like roll out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I love them. Remember the camel champagnes or whatever? Uh, wait, was that the ones that came in like the tin boxes? No, th- these are the ones that they would release around New Year's Eve. Oh no, I don't think I ever had one of those. I think That's they a- made all those like 
like flavory type of things illegal? Oh no, they definitely did. Because you're blatantly marketing to underage kids. Yeah. Did you ever go to um, Marshall McGurdy's in Wicker Park? That was I loved that place. Okay, I had not thought of that place in seven years. Um, that was a camel owned shop. And they opened because smoking, that was the year smoking was going to become illegal in bars. So they're like, we're going to get it ground up. Great idea. And they just opened a place where you could smoke cigarettes and buy like super fancy camels. Yeah. Um, I almost ran the booking there for a minute and then they shut down like a week later. Oh my God. I, I loved that place. Cause it, was it BYO or was it? It was for a while BYO because they didn't have their liquor license yet. Right. And then I think they got one way late, but by that point they were closing because like it was already incredibly shady. Is it a Doc Martens now? It's a Doc Martens now, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. You know that. Yeah. I know my local references and I haven't lived in that city for so long. Thank you. they, they had, like, peach cigarettes. They had yeah. Earl Grey cigarettes that I really loved because I love Earl Grey. The, yeah, I, I totally fell for that gimmick. I oh, loved it. That was so great. Um, it was so good. I – here's uh, – one of my favorite things about drinking is, like, Haas and I. Haas barely drinks, but, like – I know. She's a little lightweight. I love her. Uh, (laughs) like a few Thanksgivings ago, I was like, we're going to do like old school college drinking, like the night before Thanksgiving or something. Like we're going to go to like 10 bars and it was awesome. Oh my God, you can't handle that. She, she was okay. We handled like six bars. Good for her. Oh, I've mapped it out and I walked us and I knew when to take some breaks. I'm pro here, (laughs) which just sounds like I'm a huge alcoholic, but like, I love drinking like that and it makes it way more special. Oh, okay. That's all. I, I, I just, like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I like a good, like, session with friends. Yes. Like, I like getting, like, a big bottle of wine and just, like, going out on my porch and just being like, dude, what's up with you? What's up with me? Let's talk shit on this person. Like, fuck your boss. I love that. Are you comfortable drinking alone? Yeah. When did you develop that comfort? That was, like I mentioned, the summer that my roommate was gone. That was... Yeah, I where I drank alone every night. What year was that? That was 2009. So this is before you were a stand-up? This is before I was a stand-up, yeah. Okay. And I loved getting into stand-up because you got paid drink tickets and everyone was out all night and it was a party all the time. And, oh, yeah, that was so appealing to me. Yeah. Oof. Now I like look at it and, like, who I was partying with back then. I'm just like, oh, God. Am I a dirt bag like them? Do people think I'm a dirt bag? Um, yeah, probably. For the listener at home, what are you wearing? Uh, I am wearing a red hoodie. Yeah, you're a dirt bag. Yeah, well, it's this is a good this is American apparel. You're still wearing a hoodie by choice during a work day. Well, I don't have anyone to impress. You yourself. I feel I like I look pretty good in this. Every hoodie is disgusting and should be burnt. Oh my god. The Chicago stand-up uniform should be burned. I hate you. You know I I'm right. Love, I love sweatshirts and I love leggings. Uh, I like comfortable. You're in your 30s, man. You should wear your Whatever. own. What, I gotta start wearing a fucking gown everywhere? Yeah, ball I gowns and tiaras every day. I'm not comfortable in that shit. No, I had a uniform in uh, college and I, it's pretty much the same thing where it's black leggings and a black shirt and maybe a hoodie. But it's like a cat suit. 
<laughs> that's what I do you think Very that's what attracts you to stand-up comedy, that you could wear the same uniform as a Chicago stand-up every oh, single show? No. Although, like, it worked pretty well for Cameron. Uh, <laughs> did you just spit up comedy? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I think that's actually why I started wearing more suits and stuff like that. Um, I'm the only guy I, I've known in Chicago that always does a show in a suit. And in D.C. Oh, when I do a show... What's up? Peter John Burns always dresses up. He's dead to me. Um, in D.C., I look like every audience member. It's very, very weird. Oh. But, I mean, in D.C., is it the same? Like, all the comics wear hoodies? Um, No. Most of the comics here um, have, like, decent or boring day jobs. So, a lot of them, they all dress like nerds. Almost, not everyone, but a lot of the people that are here were, like, debate team captain from wherever. And that's why oh. they're in Washington, D.C., God, that's my nightmare. It's not fun. Oh, um, that's terrible. Maybe that's one of the reasons my, my wife hates going to most shows. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. Um, I'm like, it's the exact opposite in Chicago. There's a handful of actual alcoholics here, but for the most part, they're pretty good. They're not. Yeah, I would say, like, most everyone I know is an alcoholic. Yeah. I'm, like, openly, admittedly an alcoholic. Why do I miss that? Because <laughs> it's honest. And it's just, like, it's people just being okay with, like, being, like, like presenting themselves as shitbags. And, like... Why? Like, why, why? Yeah, why am I still attracted to that, even though I no longer even participate in that behavior? Oh, man. I don't know. There's a comfort. Just like there's a comfort in a cigarette and a comfort in a fucking glass of wine, there is comfort in knowing that there are people who have it worse than you and are still super fun to hang out with and make you feel really good. I definitely did feel really good hanging out with James Fritz. hundred <laughs> percent of the time. hundred percent of the time. Sorry, James, if you hear this. No, no, like, no. He's not. I don't give, I'm not apologizing to James Fritz. He knows what he did. Oh boy. Yeah. He's, he crashed a lot of nights at my house where it was just like, he was, he was older than me then. He still is. Yeah. Well, I mean like he was like 32 when yeah. he was on my couch, which that was, sad <laughs> i love it i love him to death but it's just one of those people that you want to be like i can't keep holding you <laughs> i have to go um the last few times i hung out with him in chicago um that was when i just started running and i think that was uh, i hope this isn't insulting to james but it might be seeing that was a real good way to get you off the couch yeah. If you spent the whole night drinking, like, I don't care if I'm hungover, I have to run this amount of miles. So It really does help. Like, it's it's crazy the coping mechanisms that I've made that are, like, super unbelievably healthy. Like, I drink, I you, your audience can see it, I drink the giant bubbly waters, I drink, like, five of them a day. And, like, I'm super hydrated, I love to go out and exercise, like... What's your main I, exercise? healthy... What's that? What's your main exercise? My main exercise? Uh, I mean, just like if I can move. Very, I love weightlifting. And I really? Oh, really? uh, yeah. Love I weightlifting. I think you and Ha should start a women comics of Chicago weightlifting group. I would fucking love that. Everyone thinks it's weird, but like, no. I just, I think like, it's awesome. at the gym. No one bugs me. My headphones are in. It's just me, like, going as far as I can. What do you listen to when you do it? Uh, podcasts. Really? 
Yeah, I really like a nice uh, This American Life when I'm like pumping iron. Like I can't do the like Nicki Minaj Anaconda crap. There are other songs. I oh, I mean like I I have made many playlists for myself. They're all named Jock Jams, and um, that would be I mean, very all confusing. Good. Yeah, when I like started, sorry, my cat's in my face. Um, when I started the podcast, work- it's like the law. <laughs> Uh, when I started working out, I really wanted to like, to, like get pumped, and I realized that like I'm just so much better at like taking my brain out of it and just making my body like do something. Have so, you hurt your back? I mean, my back just always hurts. It's not supposed Does to. Does that count? Um, I had like a neck injury in a high school, so like it's yeah, I, I you couldn't hear that, but it cracks constantly. So I'm just kind of always adjusting my back. Plus, I draw all day, so I'm, like, over. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. I just threw my back out from gardening on Friday. Oh, dude, it's the worst fucking feeling. You feel incapacitated, and you're, like, even when you wake up with, like, a crick in your neck, and you're just, like, it is, can't, it can't turn, uh, I feel like an invalid. But I never almost had to cancel a show because I had, like, a yard work accident. No, and nobody ever has. (laughs) (laughs) 